0: hello I'm Mike Moore and welcome to the How to win podcast these podcasts are based off second Corinthians chapter 2 verse 14. it says now thanks be on the God who always causes us to triumph in Christ Jesus the word triumph means to win we win. Welcome to the the podcast today. I see many of you are logging on. Why don't you uh, put in the chat and say hello to somebody in the chat. Listen, we're going to have a great time in the Word. Tag a friend. Let them know they can go to Mike Moore Ministries, YouTube, Facebook, and get us. We are live. I got my iPad here. You can send questions in. Listen, it's going to be a blessing. I began in our last episode, our leadership edition of the How to Win podcast, and we are going to attempt to uh, inspire and equip you to lead on the highest level. You may have aspirations of being a leader or you may be in a new leadership role. Or you may be an experienced leader. Listen, I am going to help you. I am going to inspire you. You're going to be blessed. Leadership is so very important in every arena of life, whether it be the home, whether it be school, work, business, the military, education. Listen, we need leadership. And that's what I'm going to be dealing with. I began a series. And and this is my Tuesday podcast. I began a series entitled The Essence of Leadership. The Essence of Leadership. And this is our second episode. In our first episode, I gave some introductory statements. I want to go back to those introductory statements I'm giving definitions of what is leadership. That's our subtopic. What is leadership? But I gave some introductory statements that I want to go back to because these are challenging statements. Statement number one, it is possible to have a title title, and not know who you are. Think about that for just a moment. It is possible to have the title of leadership and not know who you are. Second statement, it is possible to have a role and responsibility. And not know what you are doing. And I gave illustrations in my own personal life. I pastored for 42 years and eight months. And listen, God did some amazing things, but I'm not just going to talk about the amazing things. We're going to look at the good, the bad, and the ugly, because I don't want you to make some of the mistakes that I made. But listen, There were years when I had the role and I had the responsibility, but I didn't know what I was doing. My third statement, many people in leadership positions are not leaders. They're managers. Many people in leadership positions are not leaders. They are managers. And I said uh, in our first episode that it will sound like I am giving management a bad rap. Listen, I understand the importance of good management, but there is a difference. It is possible, my next statement, it is possible to be a good manager and a poor leader. A good manager and a poor leader leader. Final question. What is the difference between leading and managing? Do you know? Several of you began to give me some of your answers to that question. We are gonna be running after that question, answering to a degree that question, but I wanna know what you think. What is the difference between leading and managing? The reason why I'm emphasizing leadership over management is because I believe that we have been conditioned to have a management DNA. We have been conditioned. The pendulum has gone to one side, and now I am trying to move that pendulum back over to where it belongs organizations don't grow through management. Management will keep things intact, stable, but organizations, ministries don't grow through management. They grow through leadership. And we've been conditioned to manage. We were in homes uh, guided by parents who were managers. Then we went to school and some of our teachers were managers. And then we went to college and we never heard a lesson on leadership. And then we were taught to manage in our employment settings. So we, 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 we know the management side, but I believe that we need a paradigm shift. And that's what I'm attempting to do i tell you something else. I thought about this after I did the lesson. I believe that we have confused, confused leaders with outstanding performers. I think we say often that person was a leader in their field, a leader in this field, a leader in this arena. And in many cases, they were outstanding performers and there is a difference. So what is leadership? I'll go back to our first definition and you can go back to Mike Moore Ministries and you can hear the first definition because I spent quite a bit of time talking about it. But our first definition of what leadership is, leadership is the art of inspiring people to do something with the focus on people. And boy, I spent the whole session on that. It was powerful. You need to go back and look at that. But let's look at number two. What is leadership? What is it? Can we wrap our minds around? in others the capacity to dream. Come on, say that after me. Leadership is in evoking in others the capacity to dream. I'll say that one more time. Leadership is in evoking in others the capacity to dream. We've introduced two words, and you know I love words. The word evoke means to call forth. It means to call up. It means to awaken. Awaken. Wake up. It's time to lead. It's time to lead. It's time to go beyond management and lead. Wake up. The word evoke means to awaken. It means to arouse, to stir to action, to arouse, to stir to action. It means to excite. I believe that leaders will evoke, will call forth, call up, awaken, arouse, and excite others. To dream, to dream. Now, my definition, simply definition of dream is to see beyond where we are. And that's what leaders do. They cause others to see beyond where they are. Now, how, 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 you're listening to me and you say, well, now I, I see the definition, I understand the definition, but how do I, as a leader, evoke or arouse or stimulate others to dream? How do I do it? Well, let's go back to our series title. Our series title is The Essence of leadership. The essence. And we define essence as basic traits or set of trait, traits that define the character of someone. Basic traits or set of traits that define the character of someone. So, how does a leader evoke a dream, awaken a dream in others? Well, the leader has two traits that enable them to cause others to dream. The first trait that every leader has is leaders see what others don't see. Think about that for a moment. Leaders see what others don't see, both in people and in situations. And we're emphasizing, we're going to look at situations in, in one of our definitions, but we're emphasizing the People side. The people side. Leadership is about people. So leaders see what others don't see in people. Well, that's that's powerful there. There's a second basic trait that leaders have that enable them to evoke the capacity of others to dream is that leaders possess a positive attitude which allows them to see people in a positive way Wow. Let's think for a moment. And remember, I'm going to give you a proof text. This, our leadership edition, it's based off biblical principles. So we're going to go to God's word and we're going to see everything that I'm saying, but I want to set it up first. Leaders possess a positive attitude, a positive attitude. And your attitude is under your supervision. Your attitude. You can have a positive attitude. You can have a negative attitude. Your attitude is under your jurisdiction. But leaders possess a positive attitude which allows them to see people in a positive way. Do you you see people in a positive way? Is your first glance at people or your first interaction with people is it negative? Do you start out the gate with a negative attitude about people? Well, leaders don't start that way. Leaders possess a positive attitude and it's contagious. They possess a positive attitude that enables them to see people in a positive way. Now, listen at this. If you're a leader, it is impossible to motivate followers to have a good attitude if you have a bad one, that's that's a jewel. That's a jewel. If you are a leader, it's impossible for you to motivate followers to have a good attitude if you have a bad one. It's also unfair for you to hold followers accountable for a bad attitude if you have one. No, leaders possess a positive attitude. Now, what does that practically mean? They look for potential in people in whom one cannot find anything to celebrate. Boy, there's some powerful powerful insight here. Leaders look for potential in people in whom one cannot find anything to celebrate. Will you say that differently, Mike? Yes, I will. I'll say it differently. Leaders see diamonds before they sparkle leaders see diamonds before they sparkle. Now, when when mined from the earth, when diamonds are mined from the earth, they look brown, cloudy, like sparkless rocks, brown and cloudy, sparkless rocks. That's before they're cut and that's before they're polished. But when they are polished and when they're cut, diamonds sparkle. Well, you know, anyone can say, oh, yeah, that person, they they, they see this on that person and they like this on that person. But leaders see what others don't see. They see diamonds before they sparkle. Now, let's 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 get in the word. Let's let's get in the word. I want to give a proof text of the things that I've said, The pro- a proof text of things that I've said, statements that I've made. We're going to look at Judges chapter six and look at three verses. Judge, Judges six, verse 12, 14, and 16. And I want you along with me to see God, our father, as a leader, because he's going to be speaking. We're going to learn from God because he's the ultimate leader. In this text, we have a follower. The follower is Gideon, and Gideon is sparkless. He's a diamond, but he has no sparkle. Now, notice what the text says. Now, remember, God is a leader. We're going to learn from him. Gideon is a follower. Verse 12, it says, well, the the scripture says in Judges 6, 1, the very first verse, it says, "And and Israel did evil in the sight of the Lord, and they were delivered over into the Midianites. And that was the pattern of Israel in the Old Testament they would follow God for a moment and then they would rebel, follow after other gods, and then they would be delivered over to enemies. Well, in this chapter, in this case, they were delivered into the hands of the Midianites and the Midianites would come down on the land and strip the land and steal the cattle and the sheep and and the goats and, and all the animals and they would destroy their crops and the people of Israel were so oppressed that they were hiding out in mount in the mountains and in-, in the caves. They had been driven to starvation. Gideon is hiding in a wine press. He's threshing wheat hiding from the enemy and the angel of the Lord God sends an angel on the seat he's sitting on the tree and he brings a message to Gideon and this message is from the greatest leader of all times it's from the father God and God says to Gideon the Lord is with you you mighty man of valor that's verse 12 verse 14 go in this might and you shall save Israel from the hand of the Midianites. Verse 16, surely I will be with you and you shall defeat the Midianites as one man. So we have this great leader, the father comes on the scene and he has a follower. And this follower Gideon is an uncut, unpolished diamond. We know that he's unpolished. We know that he's uncut by his reply, by his response. God speaks to him and he says, I'm with you. And then Gideon replies, well, if you were with us, if the Lord is with us, why is all this stuff, this bad stuff happening to us? Why, why, why have you forsaken us? And where are the miracles? Where are the miracles? Our fathers talked to us about miracles, how you brought the people out of Egypt. Where are the miracles? We have no miracles. You've forsaken us. He's an uncut, unpolished diamond. But God is a leader. And we know he's a leader because as a cut, polished diamond, Gideon, will lead 300 men and defeat 135,000 soldiers. That's the evidence of leadership. That's the proof, that's the proof in the pudding. You know you're a leader and you're leading when your interaction and your influence on others cause them to become leaders. That's the real proof, that's the proof. You see, you can be a manager and get things done and never grow people, never develop leaders under you. When you're not in place, you're on vacation, or you're sick, or you resign, or you retire, everything falls apart. Because managers create managers, but leaders create leaders. But let's let's look and see how God evoked in Gideon the capacity to dream. Let's see how he did it. In the 12th verse, he says, the Lord is with you, you are. Now notice that the Lord is with you, you. The focus is on you, the you, you, you now, I, I was shaving uh, this morning, you know, shaving hat, had shaving cream on my head and, and all on my face. And right while I was shaving, the spirit of God quickened something to me. And I right in the middle, didn't, didn't wipe anything off my face. I ran to my Bible and he wanted me to look at the text, look at these three verses, 12, 14 and 16 and he wanted me to see that the word you is mentioned six times in 3 verse, in 3 verses six times you you so god is saying to Gideon first i see you i see you i see who you really are your person i see that you are a person That's who you are. You're a person. You're you're not a tool. You're not an instrument. You're not a vehicle. You're not a machine. You're not a cog in the organizational machine. No, you are a person. Leadership people. Managers see things, managers see budgets, managers see workflow, managers see time management. M- they see goals, they see statistics and, and, and the status report and, and and they see things. But God says, Get in. I see you. And true leaders see people. Now, think about it. People have needs. People have desires. People have concerns. People have interests. People have aspirations and people have issues. God says, Get in, I see you. I see who you really are. You're a person. You're not just a thing for me to use. Leaders ask people questions. What do you need? Do you have any concerns? What are you interested in? Where do you wanna go? What's troubling you? A real leader, I seize the person. They're not just instruments. They're just not vehicles. They are not just the cogs in the machinery. A true leader sees people. I see you. The second thing God says to Gideon, he says to Gideon, you are a mighty man of valor. So God says, I see in you what you don't see in yourself. I see, that's leadership. I see in you what you don't see in yourself. You are a mighty man of valor. The word mighty man of valor literally means champion. You're a champion. It means a warrior, a winner, a defender of others. I see in you What you don't see in yourself. The New Living Translation says you are a mighty hero. And a hero is someone who is admired for his courage and his outstanding achievement. You know Gideon didn't see himself that way. He did not see himself that way. He did not see himself as a champion. He's hiding out in a wine press. He's afraid. He feels insignificant. He said, how can you use me? I'm poor. My family is poor. My tribe, the tribe that I'm a part is insignificant. And I'm the least in my father's house. He doesn't see himself as a champion. He doesn't see himself as a winner. But a leader is speaking to him. A leader. God is a leader. And the leader says, you are mighty Warrior, you are a mighty man of valor. I see in you what you don't see in yourself. And that's what leadership does. When leadership comes on the, dump, on the scene, it causes people, followers, to see in them what they don't see in themselves. Thirdly, God says to Gideon, I see your strength. I see your strength. Mm-hmm. Go in your might. Go in this might. The word might means strength. God is a leader. He said, I see your strength. I see your strength. Leaders celebrate the the strength of followers. I see what you will become. You have a bright future. You shall save Israel from the hands of the Midianites. You shall defeat the Midianites as one man. See, leaders believe in, leaders talk about the bright future of their followers. They talk about the bright future of their followers. Number five, God says, I see you have limitations. You're just a man. I know you can't do everything. I'll be with you and I'm going to help you. Now, I know what you're thinking. I I know what you're thinking. I know what you're thinking because I've been there too. I thought the same things. Some of you are thinking, in fact, you may be feeling a little nauseated at all this positivity. But leaders are positive people. And when the followers come around, a positive person, a confident person, a person who's not always talking about what they can't do, where they can't go and all that. It is contagious. That confidence fills over into the follower. Now, listen to this, but I know what you're saying. You probably got two responses. You're probably thinking, well, I don't have time to be spending time with these people because I got to get things done. You know how many reports I have coming to me? I got to get things done. Well, your response initially lets me know that you are a manager and not a leader. That, that, That response initially lets me know that you are a manager and not a leader because leaders get things done through people and you cannot be effective as a leader and get things done through people that you don't take the time to connect to because you can't truly motivate people that you don't know and who don't know you. Now, you can tell them what to do like a manager, but you can't motivate. Remember the word we introduced, inspiration, motivation. We're not just talking about telling people what to do. We're talking about inspiring them. We're talking about motivating them. We're talking about coming to a place and getting them to a place where they want to, not just have to. I guilt tripping them, not fear tactics. Now listen to me. You say that you don't have time. You just don't have time. But time is not your problem. You have a priority problem. You don't have a time problem. You have a priority problem. Because it really may not take as much time as you think. It may not take as much time to just have a personal conversation with people that are working under you. A personal, how are you doing? What's going on with you? How is your family? It it may not take as much time. I was watching uh, the championship uh, college football game uh, last night. Georgia dominated, defeated TCU, and, and the commentators, the announcers were talking about Kirby Smart, the coach, and they were talking about how could this man get mm-hmm. this many people, and there's at least 60 uh, players on a team, how could he get this many people on the same page? Cause you, you don't have time. You got five folk following you. Okay. Now watch this. And one of the things that the announcer said about him, and it just jumped out at me. He said, relationships. He said, relationships. He talked about how he connects with the players. Well, naturally he's spending all day with each player. But somehow he understands that connecting with the players is the key to motivating them. So you don't have a time problem. You have a priority problem. Now I know there's something else you may be thinking, and I want to deal with that before I close. And I got my iPad here. If you have any questions, I want you to send your questions in. I got my iPad there. And in fact, before I get to that, I want to ask you some questions. What stood out to you today? What was your aha moment? What was a revelation to you? What, what was a confirming word to you? How will you act on what you heard? How will you apply? Is there anything you need to change? Is there anything you can teach someone else? But let's, let's close out with this last response this this concern that you have i read your mind you're thinking if i spend all this time focusing on my followers strength how will i help them develop their weaknesses cuz they got weaknesses they got weaknesses all this positivity stuff, dealing with their strength, focusing on their strength, but they have weaknesses, Mike. Okay, okay, listen at this statement. Leaders help people develop their weaknesses too. So we're not annoying the, the issue of their weaknesses. We're prioritizing their strengths because leaders understand that prioritizing the positive in your followers creates trust equity. Come on, say trust equity. If you focus on the positive Spend most of your time speaking good and positive over your followers, talking about their strength and not spending all your time talking about they weak at this, they can't do this, you need to do this. But leaders understand that you need trust equity. In other words, if you're a follower and that's what God did, in that passage, he didn't say anything about uh, getting weaknesses, and we know he had them. God knew he had them, but God was developing trust equity. When you develop trust equity, when your followers know you care about them, and because when you action, action, when you act, when you're highlighting their positives they realize you care about them. When you focus on them as people and not tools to be used, then they have the confidence that you care about them. So now you have the trust equity. So when you come in and talk about their weaknesses, they're willing to listen because you have gained trust equity. Say it. Trust equity. Trust equity. Followers need to believe that you care. And I'm going to talk about that in, in one of my other definitions. I'm going to get into that issue of care. Now, I, I, I want to look at uh, your questions or con- comments that you have. And uh, Here's a question. Do you think most leaders are concerned about themselves more than they are about those under them? Great question. Great question. I've got my second definition. And my uh, third definition. This was the second definition. The second definition, the third and the fourth definition are connected. They're connected. The answer to the question is yes, and I'm a, I'm gonna answer it even more so when I get when I get to the fourth definition. But the second, third, and fourth definition are connected in this definition. I wanted you to see how leaders and how God focus on the follower, develop the trust equity, focus on the person, concentrate it so that this is a person helping me, not an instrument, not a vehicle, not a machine because machines don't have concerns, machines don't have issues, machines don't have aspirations, but people do. And when leaders understand that and they engage on a personal level, they will develop trust, equity. So the answer, do you think most leaders are concerned about themselves more than they are about those under them? I will only change one word. These are not true leaders. These are managers. And see, a manager can have a leadership role. But but I think you understand what I'm saying. Do you think more people are managers than leaders? Yes, absolutely. And that's the point that I'm proving. In fact... I believe that there's a dearth of leadership, a scarcity of leadership in all fields in the home, in the community, in school. I believe there's a dearth of leadership in the church. I believe that there's a dearth of leadership in business, the business world. I believe that there's a scarcity. Of leadership. I believe that many people who think they are leaders are in fact managers. In fact, I gave you the 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 raw evidence of leadership, the proof in the pudding that you're a leader is that your interaction and your influence on a follower will cause that follower to become a leader. When God got through with Gideon, Gideon God was the leader. When God through, got through interacting with Gideon, Gideon became a leader and led 300 men to defeat 135,000. And so you can tell whether your leadership, is there anybody becoming a leader because of your interaction and influence. Number three, in what practical ways can a pastor evoke leaders to dream for themselves and the ministry where they serve? The same principles apply. There's no specificity that's needed. The same principles are, the same principles apply. Pastors have followers. Pastors have a team. Pastors have a staff. And the pastor takes these principles, see the team as people, as people, engage the people, put, put uh, So into them as individuals and then hold them accountable for the people that they are over. And then it become a culture of leadership. The principle applies, whether you're a pastor or you're a business person or whether you're a person in a classroom, you can be a teacher and be a leader. Now, if students come in your class and all you sit down, do what I say, shut up, all this and and all you're doing, get your homework, get this, get that. But think about it. There have been teachers that have impacted your life. I know it because there were teachers who were leaders, man. They saw me. They didn't just see a bunch of kids. They saw me as a person and they saw in me what I didn't see in myself. And that's a a teacher. That's a leader and not a manager. It's the same principle in everything. You can apply it to everything. Thank you so very much. Listen, you can continue to send uh, your questions in. You know, I always go back and I, I look at some of your comments, the comments that you're making. That's how I knew that some of you have been giving your insight to the difference between leadership and management. And now remember, you can always disagree with anything I say, as long as you know why you're disagreeing. Amen. I love you. Thank you for this opportunity to be sharing with. Now, listen, my Thursday podcast is at 7 o'clock Central, 7 o'clock PM Central time. You can go to Mike Moore Ministries on Facebook and YouTube. Now, watch this, and I'm going to be teaching. A different series on Thursday is leading yourself. You can go to Mike More Ministries and see what I taught in the first episode that I'm teaching on leading yourself. So we got two things going here. The essence of leadership and one podcast, leading yourself and another podcast. Look forward to seeing you uh, next time. I'm gonna go get I'm oh, 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 oh